Welcome. I am thrilled to have you here for gospel and the, the gospel and mental and emotional health. Let me once again kind of make sure you have a clear expectation of what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. I am not a mental health expert. Um, I am not going to pretend to be. I'm not going to go educate myself and be one day ahead of you and say, hey, here's the, here's the best of the mental health world. I totally respect what professionals bring to the table. But I have learned, sometimes from sad experience, that our mental health is a huge regiment and that professional help is one piece of it. Having taken several of my children to medical professionals to help with their mental health, do you think they'll just... There's sign. Oh, wait, I just put the sign on the inside. There we go. Having taken several of my children to medical professionals for help with various mental issues, even the doctors would say things like, medicine is only a small part of the whole health care, mental health care regimen. And that really got me thinking, what are the other pieces? I know some people who would benefit from going to see a doctor and maybe some medicine, but what about those who are doing that? What help? See, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> it is. All right, will you hit those? Hit that black button and we'll just open the windows. It's pretty nice outside. So I began to ask myself, I know that Heavenly Father has provided help in the scriptures. So if this board is a whole mental health regiment, and I've got medical professionals here in the center that are helping, what does the gospel provide? What pieces of the puzzle come from truths of the gospel? What, is, what are the principles of the gospel that if I fully believe them and incorporate them into my life will help my mental health? That's what I began to ask myself. So this class is not necessarily to say, what's the best from the mental health industry? This class is to say, what does the gospel of Jesus Christ provide? What are the pieces of the puzzle that the gospel provides that will help with my whole health awareness regiment? So each week, we're going to tackle one or two doctrines and principles of the gospel, which I believe with all my soul will lift and help. Some of them are doctrines that may be new. Some of them may be, I know that, but I've never really thought about its implication in my health. So I don't know that I have a logical order to present them in. I'll do my best to say, well, let's kind of, here's the order. But I want to start with what I call the low-hanging fruit, a doctrine that we don't really talk about very much in the church which I will testify with every ounce of my soul will help every single person in this room, regardless of where you are in terms of mental, emotional, spiritual health. 
I am positive this doctrine will bless every life in here. And it's one that the Lord just kind of threw into the scriptures. And just, it's a little bit of a, wow, that has tremendous implication in our lives. So turn with me to Doctrine and Covenants section 88. Section 88 is massive. Section 88 is all about the role Jesus plays. The way I would describe Jesus, the way I would describe section 88 is imagine a, a whole bunch of frames here and overlapping frames and frames on top of frames. And each picture is a little picture of Christ. And we're going to take a look at Jesus in so many different aspects. Jesus as law, Jesus as light, Jesus as life. And all of those things form section 88. And then right in the middle of all of that, the Lord drops verse 15 down. And it is one of the most profound doctrines of the restoration. I'm going to let you read it. And you'll probably read over it and say, I don't see it. It took me years to see it. Section 88, verse 15. What's the doctrine? The soul of man is body and spirit. The soul of man, the life source, the strength, the soul of man is body and spirit. They do not function independent. They are forever connected. And if we understand my soul, the soul of man is body and spirit, we can begin to make some connections. Go ahead. Is one of the connections that he wants to make that keeping our spirits healthy will help us keep our minds healthy? Yes, and keeping our mind healthy will keep our spirit healthy. And the better I protect, I take care of my body, the better my spirit will be healthy. That's the doctrine, is they are inseparably connected. Now, we won't turn there, but section 38, where Joseph S. Smith sees into the spirit world. What did he see about spirits separated from their bodies? Now, think about all those people whose bodies were broken and hurt and causing them pain. You would think the spirit felt incredible relief to be freed from its body, right? What did all of those spirits feel in the spirit world? They considered the loss of their body. Remember the word? They considered the loss of their body a bondage. Their spirit without their body was in bondage. Not freed, not relieved, in bondage. Therefore, if we understand that connection, spirit and body are inseparably connected. If I were to take a bat and hit the body, does the spirit feel pain? Of course it does. Whatever affects one affects the other. 
Now, I've had a lot of people say their biggest frustration about things like depression is when I'm depressed, I don't feel the spirit. And they are puzzled by that. Should they be puzzled by that? No, because whatever affects the body is going to affect the spirit. They are not separate, independent, existing things. They are codependent. And what affects the body has a tremendous influence on the spirit. And what affects the spirit has a tremendous influence on the body. That is our doctrine. Another incorrect thinking that like modern medicine has is, is ignoring the spiritual side of things. Yes. Depression, anxiety, they think like, oh, it's just a physical disease that we give drugs to. And some people need medication, there's nothing wrong with that. But if they only see that side, you don't have like the whole health of, of the soul. If you want to improve the health of the body, there's a lot of things I can focus on. But if I ignore that piece of it, I'm missing a tremendous influence on the body and vice versa, right? So I'm going to simply say, I'm going to do spirit over here. I'm going to do body over here. Now, I believe the Lord is giving us license to split this up. What if we split this into, I'm going to simply call this the physical. And then I'm going to add emotional. And then I'm going to add one more, mental. I think we have license to say they are all connected. And if you want to improve the physical, the emotional, and the mental, what's one area you could focus on? The spiritual. If you want to improve the spiritual, what do you improve? The physical. Now, let's do that one first. What would be the very next section of the Doctrine and Covenants? After dropping the mic and saying, the, sp the soul of man is body and spirit, the very next section is the word of wisdom. Word of wisdom. You see the connection? While we're on the subject, can I dig a little bit deeper in section 89? And let's make a connection between you want to improve the spirit. What's the whole point of the word of wisdom? Now let's read verse three. Unfortunately, the culture of the church, when I say the words word of wisdom, we think we're about to have a discussion on coffee and tea and tobacco and alcohol. That's what the word of wisdom has become in our culture. Now that's verse four. Verse four are all the conspiring theories trying to control me. The word of wisdom is a warning about people trying to control us. The word of wisdom is being called out, is, is calling out all the secret combinations in our day, which are trying to control me. So that's the discussion about alcohol and coffee and all those things. But what gets missed is verse three. So let's not have a verse four discussion. Let's have a verse three discussion. I need someone to read verse three. Section 89, verse three, please. Given for a principle with promise, adapted to the capacity of the weak, and okay. the weakest... No, but let, me, let me pause you right there. So let's talk about the principle with promise that's adaptable. Is alcohol adaptable? Are there allowable, uh, allowable amounts of, of, of alcohol and smoking? That's not adaptable. 
which not many people do today. So all of a sudden, the Lord is addressing something that we don't talk a lot about, the adaptable side, the principle with promise. So please, when I say word of wisdom for one moment, take alcohol, tobacco, drugs, and all of that and set it aside. And let's talk about a principle with a promise that just follows section 88. What's the principle with promise? Well, let's go to the promise and maybe we can identify the principle. Turn to verse 18. The promise of the word of wisdom is, now who read for me? You got 18? 18. And all saints who remember to keep and do these sayings, walking in obedience to the commandments, shall receive help. Stop. That's where we stop it. That's where we stop. The promise of the word of wisdom is health. That is not what the Lord says. And health and health in my navel are not the same thing. The promise of the word of wisdom is, keep going. Uh, health in their navel and marrow to their bones. The promise of the word of wisdom is a healthy navel. Now, does that strike you as an odd phrase? The promise of the word of wisdom is a healthy navel. What does my navel have anything to do with the word of wisdom? Can anyone make the connection yet? What does my navel have anything to do with the word of wisdom? Now you're smiling. See, we're all thinking about what my navel is and you just went where? what my navel was. Now, I think what Heavenly Father is saying is, you had a physical navel. You have a spiritual navel. So what about the marrow and the bones? Same idea. It's that source of strength inside you. You have a spiritual navel. You are connected to heaven. And just like mom fed you through that physical navel, you have heavenly parents who are feeding you through a spiritual navel. Now, everyone who's been endowed, when you stand at that veil, how are you connected to God? Through the anyone want to say it through the navel you are connected to god through the navel you carry a mark as a constant reminder of your navel that every one of us has an umbilical cord connected to heaven through which heavenly parents, probably our heavenly mother, is feeding us. Every one of us are connected to God through the navel. Now the doctrine, the principle of the word of wisdom is 
one of the greatest influences on the flow through the navel is your body. Your body is one of the greatest influences on the flow of that navel. You want more nutrients coming from heaven? Take better care of your body. That's our doctrine. And nowhere in revealed religion are you going to find anyone talking about that. Way back in the day, James E. Talmadge, if you've ever read Jesus the Christ, you know James E. Talmadge, one of the most brilliant men who has ever lived. James E. Talmadge, a brilliant apostle. Let me read to you what he said once about that doctrine. We have been taught to look upon these bodies of ours as gifts from God. We Latter-day Saints do not regard the body as something to be condemned, something to be abhorred, something to be subdued in the sense in which that expression is often heard in the world. We regard it as the sign of our royal birthright that we have bodies upon the earth. We believe those bodies are to be well cared for that they are to be looked upon as if something belonging to the Lord, that each may be made in very truth the temple of the Holy Ghost, the place into which the Spirit of God shall enter and where he shall delight to dwell. It is peculiar in the theology of the Latter-day Saints that we regard the body as an essential part of the soul. Read your dictionaries, the lexicons, the encyclopedias, and you will find that nowhere outside of the church of Jesus Christ is the solemn and eternal truth taught that the soul of man is the body and spirit combined. If you want to improve your spirituality, if you want to increase the flow of nutrients from heaven, Take better care of your body. That's a simple doctrine, but it's true. And the principle is that we need to adapt because everyone's body needs different care. But if you want to improve, if you want more revelation from heaven, take care of your physical body. Body and spirit is the soul of man. So if we can take the license, can we say, can we expand it to these two? Let's start there. If you want to improve your emotional and mental health, what is some of the lowest hanging fruit you can grab? You don't need a prescription. You don't need to see a doctor. If you want to make major improvements to your mental and emotional and spiritual health, what do you do? Take better care of your body. So let's just, for the rest of today, let's just examples. Examples of little things that I can do that will improve my spirituality. Improve my 
mental health and include my emotional health. So we got to start with the main focus of the word of wisdom, and that is what I eat. Does what you eat have an impact on your mental and emotional health? Does what you eat have an impact on your spirituality? Yes, and the sooner we realize that, the more we can open up that navel and increase the flow from heaven. What you eat. Now, here's a fascinating observation I've made. I've taken seven children to the doctor for mental and emotional help. Every single time, the doctor says, let's find a medication that works. And so the first visit usually involves a prescription and we get some medicine. Sometimes we go back and have to tweak the medicine. Sometimes it wasn't quite right. But as soon as we find a medicine that starts to help, and then I take the child back to the second visit without fail, every time, seven out of seven, guess what the discussion the doctor has with my child after we find a medication that's starting to work? Guess what they're asking? What are, you, what are you eating? And then the second one is, how much sleep do you get? Because what does the doctor understand? The medicine will only work so much. If you want to improve mental and emotional health, take better care of this body. So we need to talk about what you're eating. And I can't, I can't even begin to testify powerfully enough that sometimes very simple changes to what you eat and when you eat and how much you eat have tremendous influence on mental and emotional health. You get to control the flow. You, this is the low hanging fruit. And every one of us has power to improve my mental and emotional health simply by eating what I need. Now, I understand that sometimes food is an emotional and a mental trigger. And sometimes diets and food cause some problems. But somehow we've got to find a way to understand that this body needs fuel. If I put the wrong kind of fuel in my car, none of you would be surprised if I have engine troubles. So why are we surprised with body troubles when I'm not putting the right fuels into this engine? So find that unique combination that fuels your body. And I promise the better you feed this body, you will see tremendous improvements in spirit, in mental and emotional health. Michael. I think another thing to keep in mind is the concept of fasting. Um, one of the advantages of fasting periodically, once a month or right, however often you decide to do it, Long you're not starving yourself, is that it's also an opportunity for your body to cleanse itself. Start over. Because it has more opportunity to go through and purge things. And then, of course, right, you still need to eat, but it's one of those benefits that comes with that. Thank you. So, number one, eat better and watch improvements to your spirit, your mental, and emotional health. I testify with all my soul. You can improve your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health by improving the fuel you put in the engine of your body. Okay, number two, the second conversation we have every single time. Sleep. 
I think the greatest violation from Latter-day Saints of the Word of Wisdom is sleep. That's in the Word of Wisdom? It is. It's the principle of the Word of Wisdom. How you treat your body affects your spirit. And knowing you the way I know you, you're not doing very good. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing very good. Like somewhere in Patrick Cousins that he even says to get to bed early and rise early. He says, and again, it's in section 88, right? That was the section right before. The connection between sleep and physical health, mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. So I think that's a great example. So that going back to that verse 3, adapted to the weakest of all the saints. You need to figure out what your body needs. How much? When? And it's not just the hours. It's the quality of the sleep you're getting. If you're not sleeping well, you're going to have problems, aren't you? You've all tried to fill the spirit when you're hungry, when you're tired. How well do you feel spiritual promptings? when you're tired? How well do you do on tests and assignments in school when you were tired? How well do we do in life? How well is our spirit, mental, and emotional health when I deprive my body of sleep? So one more way that I can control, that I control the flow, that's in my power to change. And again, I testify, if you want to improve your spirituality, your mental health, your emotional health, give your body the sleep that it needs. Okay, give me some others. Let's see, exercise. Exercise. It's kind of an odd truth. You want a healthy heart, what do you do? You beat it up a little bit. You stress it out. That's an odd reality that if you want a healthy heart, you push it. Now, every single muscle in the body, if you want to improve mental and emotional health and you find yourself not getting the exercise you need, not beating that heart as much as I should, that's a very simple change I can make. And again, I know there's a balance because exercise can trigger some emotional challenges and weight loss and body image and body size. And so there's got to be a balance as as I understand that this machine needs exercise. And as I exercise it, the flow of nutrients from heaven will increase. It's just a reality. It's just a truth. Um, I think don't underestimate the power of walking. People think, oh, I have to go I have to. something. Walking is a form of exercise. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's great. If you can't do something else, walk. Yep. You don't have to overcomplicate exercise. Yep. Walking counts. Just get moving. I was going to say, I, I just going back to where the scripture says adaptable, I think these are good examples to where, like, you're just starting out like walking for 30 minutes whereas like somebody who's more physically fit like they need to yep run for 30 minutes it, it, that's the reality it's adaptable you know what i'm not 
exercising at all. So how about I just slowly improve and watch the increases it makes to my spiritual health, my mental health, my emotional health. Every single one of these, everything that we're about to do as well. Well, exercise, you have to remember that we should be training harder than we need to. Like when you're studying for an exam or a test or whatever else you need, you need to be like studying harder than you need to. That way, when, you, when the exam counts, you're ready for it. Yeah, and that's everyone's got to have to find the right thing. That's why it's adaptable. And what's right for my body may not necessarily be right for someone else's body. Can I tell you what was my, right for my body when I was 30 is not right for my body now that I'm 54. <laughs> I have to adapt all of these as I've gotten older. Now, we only have a few minutes, but can we just kind of throw out a whole bunch? We won't discuss them as much, but can I just maybe throw out a handful of these that maybe we haven't thought about in terms of this will improve my mental health. Let me just give you a, a, a couple. Hygiene. Just hygiene. Can I give you an example? I have a daughter that struggles with severe depression. And when she's depressed, mom and dad know because she doesn't take care of herself. And so her sweet mother will sometimes just grab a brush, sit her down, and brush her hair. Just brush her hair. And guess what happens? Just the simple act of her mom brushing her hair is a lift. Now, does it cure? No, I'm not saying that. But does it lift? And sometimes the hygiene of my environment, maybe just cleaning your room. I, it, I, can you see a spiritual, mental, and emotional component to having a tidy room? Tell me how you would feel walking into the temple if it were a mess. And one of the reasons the spirit is such a lifting, the, the temple is such a lifting place is its cleanliness. Do that with your body and do the same thing with your environment. I think it all boils down to the simple saying, cleanliness stands next to godliness. Yeah. And do you see why? I control the flow by how I treat my physical body. Just a, a handful of others just to think about. S-U-N. Not a problem right now in the summertime, but as we approach winter, have you ever noticed how depression and anxiety increase dramatically in the winter? As the sun and the day gets shorter, we, we need the sun. To be honest, I noticed that I started to feel a little bit emotionally depleted or even depressed when a storm comes up. Yeah, when the clouds billow in. The church has learned that. Missionaries in the Northwest when the you know those time periods of the year where it doesn't it rains a lot and there isn't a lot of sun they supplement and give them vitamin d because they've seen the connection between mental and emotional health and lack of sun another one to consider are hormones sometimes our body stops produ producing a hormone that we need 
And the lack of that hormone has tremendous spiritual, mental, and emotional implications. Maybe there's a hormone that needs to be balanced. And when it's brought back into my system, will lift. These things, you can come up with your own list. This is easy. This is low-hanging fruit. These are things I can do right now today to have a tremendous influence on my mental and emotional health. With every ounce of my soul, I testify of the doctrine. The soul of man is body and spirit, inseparably connected. What happens to one affects the other. What improves one will improve the other. And one of the most important ways to improve these is to take better care of this. Of that I testify in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.